You can't do everything and realize your potential, right? So at the end of the day, you've got to commit to creating great systems, bringing in great people, having a great training program, right? And then having visibility of reporting systems. And that's the, the essence of this Remarkable CEO program. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast with your co-hosts, Dr. Stephen Franson and Dr. Pete Camiolo. We're thrilled to be on the journey with you and hope to help you make yours more remarkable. We're certain that you'll find instant value to apply to your business and life from listening to this weekly podcast. We celebrate the fact that you choose to invest in your self-development on this audacious journey that is guaranteed to challenge, inspire, and empower you to create a remarkable business as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. The doctors have trained thousands of chiropractors and leaders around the globe how to create scalable, durable, and transferable businesses and are enthusiastic to teach insights and lessons from their expanding experience. Our hope is as a listener, you'll generate acceleration for your personal and business transformation with results that will elevate you from having a job to owning a business that is remarkable while helping you become the CEO. Hey, welcome back to the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Excited to be with you here for this episode. Dr. Pete Camiolo, along with Dr. Stephen Franson. Man, thrilled about these episodes and how well they've been going. We've been getting great feedback from our listeners. We really appreciate all of you who are our listeners. Love being a part of your journey. And I'm really excited about today's topic about really transitioning from moving that job into a business. This is a big lift. It can be a, a much larger lift than it needs to be. We're here to help you with that. Dr. Steven, really looking forward to uh, diving into this topic today. Yeah, I loved I love hearing how, you know, the last episode on the four seasons of the chiropractic career, how that really touched such a broad audience, right? So for the people who, you know, they're finding themselves in any of the four seasons, whether they're in launch or in build or in scale or in exit, this is relevant information, which we were hoping, you know, it's always great when you put an initiative together, a project together, you know, you're wondering, am I scratching my own itch here? Uh, but, you know, there's really an audience for it and there's an appetite for it. So super excited about that to hear that that message is hitting home. Hey, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you want to go there, maybe even before you listen to this one, because today we're going to unpack a really critical sort of subtopic around that, which is taking that job and turning it into a business. And really, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, Dr. Stephen, you you are um, one of the most articulate people that I've ever met when it comes to talking about this transition. You do such a great job of unpacking it. And I, I love how you make it so clear. I think we, we talk about how you know, clarity is where retention lives. But I think clarity is where transformation and breakthrough lives as well. And I think we can bring clarity to certain things. It really gives us, uh, it puts the, the, you know, brings it to a place where we can actually take the behavior element and bring that in because it is a behavioral shift. You know, we're going to talk about that, that, you know, we're, we're going to throw out terms, you know, terms are great, you know, but it's behaviors that, that actually are, are what they're describing. And so for you to take that term and turn it into behavior, we're going to unpack three very specific terms today during our episode, three terms you've heard before. All of you have heard these words before. If you got out the Webster's dictionary, you could look them up and look up the definition of them and we can talk about it. We want to do that, but we more than that want to dive into what does this actually mean? Like, what does this actually look like? a job, a business. Dr. Pete, Dr. Steven, come on. You're just, those are just words. They could be say the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. There are three characteristics specifically that turn a job into a business. Number one, being that it's scalable. We're going to talk through that now. Number two, it's durable. We're going to talk through that. Number three, it's transferable. So those are the three characteristics 
that differentiate a job from a business. So first one, scalable. One of my uh, favorite words, but it's something I've been hearing more and more recently, Dr. Steven. Uh, we've been hearing this word, and both of us have been influenced by a work by Vern Harnish, Scaling Up, that was a very impactful work for me that I read, this idea of scaling, and as a chiropractor, wow, totally gate change, blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, <laughs> you watched that last episode, and they talked about stories being the most powerful things in the world, right? So I, I just love that resonated with me because as a chiropractor, we're, we're, we have the great, one of the greatest stories. I think we have the second greatest story, right, for humanity. And to know that, you know, we have this really incredible story that can move populations of people and just can really change their course and the course of the future for the planet, you know, as to how they address their health. So we just have this great story, right? So but we also have a story here that we're telling inside of the Remarkable CEO. I love our story of, you know, it's a story of transformation, right? It's taking that owner operator and transforming them into a, a CEO. And it's taking that business, uh, excuse me, that job and transforming it into a business. And so that is our story. And terminology is critical, right? So this is a tribe of people. Tribes have a language that they share. It's a shared language. So we do create that clarity around exactly what do we mean when we say scalability, durability, transferability, that level of clarity. I like to say clarity is the greatest accelerant. And that's what we want to do through this program is we want to accelerate this for you, right? So creating great clarity around the terminology like scalability, durability, transferability is so important because if you're in this tribe of people, if you're on this journey with us, we're all using that same language and it creates an accountability around each one of these things. You know, I think I'm going back to, again, an old Bible story, but, you know, remember the Tower of Babel, and it was the confusion of the language that caused the scatter. And it's actually that that's what created the, the, the breakdown. And there was, they were not able to then complete the project because, again, that's, we're not going to get into the whole, you know, the spiritual element of it. But think about that in your business that, and in your own journey, that there, the scatter happens when there's a breakdown in the language. And I think about that in our own clinics and how, like, who's saying, you said what when they checked in? You said what when they checked out? Like, whoa, 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 we're giving mixed messages here. And then there's breakdown. Well, the same is true in, in your business and how you perceive it in your own mind, the conversations going on in your head, what you're saying, what your team is hearing. It's like, wait a second, doc, like I'm hearing multiple things. So that is a big a part of what we do here at The Remarkable Practice and The Remarkable CEO is we help you really take ownership over your language, over these terms, understanding them, and then actually how does this translate into the business, into right. execution, okay. right? So it's, it's a nice thing to talk about. Well, let's talk about scaling your report of findings. Well, okay, I'll tell you something that happened. Dr. Steven, you had a similar thing. You actually, I had, I had two degrees of scale. One was you know, moving from doing a one-to-one -to, -one to a group report, right? That, that, that is a scalable transformation of an every example. And then there was another scale for me where I transitioned from doing a group where I was doing the group to the other doctors doing the group. And then there was another scale, which was when none of the doctors did it because it was a video, right? So it's like, we just kept scaling it up where to the point where it was like, whoa, like this is very, very scalable process that everything in our business hinged on that. That was, that's just one example of yep. you know, it's a behavior that has to come with it. But then I had to communicate that with my team. I had to own it first myself. I had to decide, yes, I'm going to do this. And then I had to recruit and invite my team into this journey with me. Hey, we're going to scale. Because you know what scale looks like, Dr. Steven? It looks like needing some help from other folks. <laughs> so you've got to know where you want to go, which goes back to what we're going to get into in a, probably a few episodes down the line. I'm, 
I know we go into this in our academy, but the vision story and, and having the values and the vision, that getting that so clear, you've got to see that and have that there because you're going to be recruiting your team. It's a big thing to do. Yeah. So step one to take that job and turn it into a business is you've got to make sure that you establish scalability, right? So scalability means that you have learned how to leverage, like leveraging systems, people, processes, technology, communications, right? So Dr. Pete, your example is just a beautiful one of learning how to leverage all of those things. So we went from leveraging systems for, you know, going from you doing the report to doing group reports or leveraging technology to be able to get that same thing accomplished, right? So scalability allows you to give more, love more, serve more, add more value, create more value, deliver more value and capture more value, right? So, and it doesn't have to all be done, be done by you, right? So it doesn't have to be done by an hour of your time and a pound of your flesh, I like to say, right? So this is where we actually learn how to leverage other people. You know, it's interesting because scalability can feel a little bit scary. It can be disruptive, to be honest. I remember when I, I transitioned from doing my reports, my group reports to using the video and uh, I, I literally had like anxiety. I mean, I was really having a hard time about it, to be honest. And, you know, you thought, well, well, this is smart. Like, it's a good idea. You should do it. I had a hard time. One, because I got tons of value out of doing the reports myself and being in front of the people and, and making that, you know, t- doing that teaching and all that. But the second thing was, I didn't know if it was going to work. <laughs> you know, I just didn't know. And I was like, these are lives at stake. This is our business at stake. I mean, there's a lot hanging on this element of our business. And so when you go into scaling, and you're looking at all the different systems in your business, you're looking at how you run the organization, it is a, it is a, uh, an unearthing process. There's going to be a sensitivity to that, Dr. Steven. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm here to say, listen, we can be real with each other here. And I can be real with you and say, listen, we're going to throw out terms like this. But you know what? There's a lot of work that went into it. I had systems that I never implemented to this day because I never pulled the trigger. Right. But I, was, I intended to. I just never pulled it. But, you know, and maybe there's a time when it comes but the thing is, we have to be committed to, to scaling, Doc. We, we have to. Like, this is the first decision that you have to make One, you know, in this transition from owning a job to owning a business. You have to be committed to scale the systems, scale yeah. your business. I mean, it comes down to the attachment, right? So it's like, what are you attached to, right? So I go back to you know, my handicap of being a, a control freak and being a perfectionist. Like, like, everything has to be done. Let me have it. I want to do it. I want to make sure it's done perfectly, right? So that creates great limitation. That's a capacity issue. That's a capacity blocker. We're trying to save the planet. We're trying to make the biggest impact and the greatest income. We've got to learn how to use this thing, leverage and let go a little bit. Now you're not letting go of quality. You're letting go of some of the control that's going to create great limitation and your ability to really leverage and deliver greater value, make a bigger impact. You have to think about this from a mission perspective. You can't do everything and realize your potential, right? So Mm. at the end of the day, you've got to commit to creating great systems, bringing in great people, having a great training program, right? And then having visibility and reporting systems. And that's the the essence of this remarkable CEO program. We're going to equip people. We teach people how to do this right so that you're actually, you'll see the net net effect of your organization making a huge impact and a bigger impact. And when we do use Martini's law of delegation and you delegate away those things that somebody could do 80% as well as you do, then what you'll see is the net net effect as you fully scale is such a bigger contribution to humanity 
than you would have been able to do in your career as you held on or you had your attachments to control and perfectionism, right? So really scale is a process of freedom and it's creating freedom for people so that you can focus on doing the 20 percentile that God's hardwired you to be the best at. And that's where you spend all of your time, energy, and focus, which of course means that's where you're going to make the biggest impact and the greatest income, right? So isn't it amazing that this is such an agricultural process that it's an upward spiral, right? Versus this downward spiral. That's the key to the remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're hitting such an important point. I just want to make sure that no one misses this is that when you let go of control, you're not sacrificing quality. This is key that you're not sacrificing quality. And even the law of delegation of the 80%, I'm telling you what happens is, is over time, you get quality and quantity increase. You get both quality and quantity increase because here's what happens, Doc. When you find A players and you have A players who are doing what they do best, they're going to stand on your shoulders and they're going to exceed you. I mean, really, that's the goal is that whatever you were able to do that they could take it even further, that's really, to me, you know, that leadership element of you know, putting people in place. And so as a, a CEO of your business, you're looking for those people who you can delegate to, but that ultimately that they will, they will surpass you. They will surpass you in, in, in their, what they're doing now that once you did. And, and so again, so this is, again, we talk about pride and things like that. This is letting go of control is such a conscious discipline. It, it, it's such a disruptive activity for people like us on a a genetic level (laughs) yeah like it's it goes a hundred percent against everything that's in us i mean literally to the point where at my own home my wife's like let the kids do it and you're like okay so they're gonna do a crappy job but i'll let them do it And, and so like i really have had to learn it's taken me all this time in my whole life still and i'm still learning uh and i'll learn for the rest of my life but this is such a been a difficult so i just want to relate to any of you who are out there that are like us that have a difficult time delegating because you perfectionist and you love to have the control. I, I actually got security from control, actually, Doc. Yeah. I felt security. So actually what happened was I felt insecure when I didn't have control. That was what was exposed. Oh, yes. So I then, would rather take on the yoke of doing yep. all the work and have my security blanket of, yep. of control and being a Clydesdale then surrender the yoke, right? And yep. discipline and take on the lack of, take on the insecurity that comes with being out of control. So, you know, that's the, really, that's, that is a fundamental principle here of becoming the CEO is there aren't any shortcuts. This is a methodology. It is refine your systems, right? So it's about having the right systems in place, putting the right people in place committing to training those people and creating that visibility into the reporting system. So this is the guts of the program so that you can do that delegation and sleep well at night, knowing that the quality has not just stayed the same. It's actually gone up. This is such an important subject. And this is where durability really comes in doc, because you know, when you actually begin to scale, you start to be exposed how, you know, lack of durability is present and, and accounted for. And I'll share just a quick story as you talk about some durability because, you know, for me, it happened, well, multiple times, but in particular, during one of my, our pregnancies, one of our children, my wife and I, we have five amazing children. It was, I think, during our fourth child, the pregnancy with our fourth, so we had three other uh, little folks to take care of. And I began to very abruptly 
because we, we found out we were pregnant and it was like abrupt. There was a shift and it was like, I'm needed at home. And it was a major, so I had made a decision to say, I'm going to stay at home in the mornings. Cause that was when it was really bad. She was sick and I had to get kids to school. I had to get kids. If anybody has one kid, you know, two kids, three kids, I mean, two kids in diapers, another kid that's got to get to school. And there's like every single day, like there's not like, well, do that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. No, it's Monday through Sunday ever forever until, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> like I, I had to, somebody had to do that. Like there was just some human being actually had to care for the people. They actually need to eat. They need diapers changed. They need, so like I, I decided, I made a decision. I had a practice, I had associates. I had people, I had this. So I decided to not go in in the mornings. And what happened was in that first quarter, that next quarter of that year, I watched my, my clinic like literally just fall apart. And, 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 and to some people, you say, well, that was not falling apart. To me, it was falling apart as a perfectionist. Right. Losing uh, momentum. Losing momentum, all those things. And what happened was I was exposed by that it's not a durable practice. I had had doctors in there, associates, amazing. I had systems and all this stuff, but it was all dependent upon me. So Pete, you had gone from job to business, but not had, yep. you had not gone from owner-operator to CEO. You got it. That's exactly what happened. So when that got exposed was when I stepped out intentionally knowing I had a team and I, I hadn't actually stepped in to being the CEO. So I stepped out, but I hadn't stepped in. So there's, you do both of those. And the cool thing is, Dr. Steven, I could have went back into that practice and said, and carried that Same thing on my day. back and said, we're going back up to where we were. We're going to get guy. back up to this. We're going to get back up to this. We're going to get back up there saying, but I didn't, I said, right. something's going to change. Let's go. Right. Yep. Yeah. Something was going to change. And that, that's when everything changed for me, doc. That's when I transitioned to becoming, so we're, we're, I think we're going to save that for another conversation, but the, the transition of durability is there's an intimate connection between the transition of becoming the CEO. They, they are hand in hand. You can't separate them. That's what a remarkable CEO does. So durability is if I don't show up, we asked this question on our um, intake form with, with clients who want to work with us. One of the questions was, Doc, if you were to not show up on Monday, what would happen? Then if you were not to be there for a week and then a month, and we actually put numbers like, tell us how much money you would lose. And we had them identify how much money they would lose each with a one day, with a week, with a month being gone. And then when would you no longer have a business? And most of them within 30 days, we had over 60% in the stats that we had within 60 to uh, 30 days. They would be pretty much out of business. They would not right. be able to sustain. So that is not durable. And that's what our profession, unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Durability is where the rubber hits the road, really. This mm -hmm. is the definitive test. You know, if you didn't show up on Monday, would anybody notice, right? So not that you won't show up on Monday, docs. Not that you don't, you're not excited about headed to work on Monday. Remember, we're principled on purpose Kairos who want to save the planet on mission. Okay. Listen to the wordage. You don't have to show up on Monday, right? You get to show up on Monday. That's the big difference of creating durability, right? So making sure that you know that I, unless I have durability, I own a job, right? So ultimately, this is the litmus test for you. And this is where we're going to help you get, right? So you're going to get to the place where you don't have to show up on Monday. You get to, right? Or not, right? So uh, Dr. Pete, just on the, on the shoulders of your example with scalability, when you go from going from a like a report of findings where you're doing it on a one-on-one -on -one environment to a group report of findings environment, right? That's great. Def, that's a great example of scaling. 
durability is when your associate doctors are doing that group report of findings while you're on vacation, right? Yeah. Or you're off at seminar or you're in you know, the role of CEO running your practice or running a team training or what have you, right? So you're, you're actually leveraging other people where you don't actually have to be there. In other words, you can add value, you can create value, you can deliver value, and you can capture value even in your absence, right? Mm. This is a very important thing. So many of our Kairos just aren't taking vacations. They're not traveling with their families. And, you know, that's just too big of a price to pay. So uh, that's the second quality, uh, the differentiator between having a job and having a business. So we've talked about scalability. We've talked about durability. Let's talk about transferability, Pete. And again, this may seem like a far off conversation when you think transferability, you might think, well, I'm not looking to get out of my practice. Actually, it's not about that at all. It's actually about being in your practice and having a transferability in internally before it's going to be an exit and then there's an external transferability. So the transferability is an inside out transferability, right? So we transfer, we, we have to go through this process of actually delegating. Dr. Steven, you just described was so cool that, you know, you go from a, a group report, you do it to then an associate doctor does it, but the transferability comes where they have been equipped and they have been empowered to take ownership of that now. So now that doctor has as an ownership or that team member has an ownership because that's been transferred. I always like to say there's, you know, so we transfer authority, right? Because authority actually comes from above down. And so we transfer authority. We've been given authority as an owner, as an owner of a business, and you hire someone to come. You have an authority. You transfer that authority over to them. So with that own transfer of authority comes a transfer of ownership, right? And so with transferability, we have to do two things. There has to be an empowerment process, and there needs to be an equipping process. So you have to do both. And an empowerment process really, from when I look at that, is really a shifting in their own identity and how they see themselves in the organization. And so a big part of transferring successfully has to do with the transfer for them and their mindset and understanding of how they see themselves based on how you see them, which then changes how the customers and the rest of the team sees them. So our job as the CEO is to help create transferability by helping each one of the players on their team begin to see themselves in a new way. Because otherwise, they just still see themselves having a job, clocking in, clocking out. So the behaviors may be very similar, but the, the mindset and the identity shifts within them. That's one of the first levels of transformation that has to happen in transferability is the empowerment process, which is the transfer of authority, which gives ownership. So now that says, listen, I no longer work for you. I work with you. We are part of a team that has a mission and I am just as important and integral as you are as the next person. So I take ownership over that. That's a big part of a transfer. Really, the other part is equipping, which equipping, I always go back to tools and training. It's tools and training. It's tools and training. To me, to be successful in transferability, we have to transfer tools and we have to transfer training. That's how one is equipped. Yeah, it's a cultural shift, really, what we're describing here, gang. So, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, as Dr. Pete said, as, you know, I'm decades away from wanting to exit my practice. So this doesn't, this part of the conversation doesn't really, really apply to me. Please stop for stop thinking that way immediately because you know ultimately you have to build a business to the point of transferability, right? You have to create a saleable asset. I want you to think of it that way. Here's the deal: you might not be selling your practice for 15, 20, 30 years. You'll never regret owning and operating a practice that is built to sell. 
Okay, so this is the this this is the holy grail of running a business from a cultural perspective. You want to build it to sell it. Even if you're saying this is a lifestyle business, like I used to say, they're gonna drag my cold dead body out of this adjustatorium one day. I have no interest in selling. Are you kidding me? I'm happy as a clam. I get to do this all day, all life. Are you kidding me? This is great. You know what? Building it to sell it is a cultural thing, and it speaks to you had your eye on one day. I don't know when that day is going to be. It might be next year. It might be 10 years, 20 years from now. Somebody else could walk in here and they could look around and they could say, this is a saleable asset. This is something that I could actually buy. I see the value in it. I would be very happy to strike a check because what I can see here is a real business, okay? This isn't just something that's run on your personality. This isn't a bunch of people that are here for the adjust tour. They're here for the adjustment. They're not here for the chiropractor. They're here for the chiropractic. And there's a team of people here that have been delegated to really clear roles. They've been trained up in systems and processes that are totally scalable and reproducible. And I know, I know that I can take this thing over and actually go with it and grow it. That's a saleable asset. That is transferability. So docs, doubling back, our definition, our objective, our goal here, the first of the two-step process of creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. The first step is taking your job and turning it into a business. In future episodes, we're going to hit the second step, which is taking you, the boss, the leader, and taking you from the owner operator to that of the CEO. Hey, we look forward to unpacking that with you guys in a future episode. Remember, Doc, you can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. We're excited to be on this journey with you. Now go be remarkable. Thanks for listening. To see the full show notes for this episode, which include quotes and any links mentioned, head on over to theremarkablepractice.com slash podcast. There you'll see links to all our past shows as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also love to build up our list of reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can leave your five stars at theremarkablepractice.com slash apple. Have a remarkable day.